0: Hello, and welcome to Breast Cancer Conversations, a podcast brought to you by survivingbreastcancer.org. I am Laura Carfing, breast cancer survivor and founder of survivingbreastcancer.org, a nonprofit organization providing community, education, and resources to empower those diagnosed with breast cancer and their caregivers from day one and beyond. Hello, hello, my friends. Thank you so much, as always, for tuning in to another episode of Breast Cancer Conversations, where we talk about all things breast cancer, whether you're getting your steps in and taking walks, whether you're sitting in an infusion chair or lying horizontal and just recovering from surgery, wherever you are through your breast cancer diagnosis, just know that you are not alone. You have a whole family of us here at survivingbreastcancer.org and Breast Cancer Conversations supporting you. Today, we are joined with Andrea. You may have heard her story earlier in another episode. I'll link to that below. And today, she's going to go into some deep dive topics about surgery. She has been through so many surgeries and ultimately decided to end up with a breast form, a prosthetic. So Andrea is going to share her experience about that, as well as enlighten us on some questions that we should consider when shopping for a prosthetic. Today's episode is sponsored by our friends at Amona. Again, I am so grateful for them. They have been such huge supporters of surviving breast cancer in our podcast. So a huge shout out to them. Check them out at amona.com. They sell prosthetics and breast forms. They also sell bathing suits, lingerie, and all sorts of supplies that you may need after a surgery that you can comfortably recover. So thank you, Abona, again, for being a sponsor of today's episode.
1: You know, a lumpectomy and then a mastectomy and then tissue expansion and an implant put in and then the same the other side. I was a healthy person. The things that happened to me shouldn't have happened to me, but they did. Welcome
0: to The Conversation. When you're going through breast cancer surgery, ask your surgeon how many surgeries are going to be involved. I think sometimes we get into the misconception that it's a one and done, but yeah, exactly, right? So you have this initial surgery and then you're waiting for the pathology to know if they're going to get these clear margins, right? So in your example where there were still cancer cells in the tissue, so they had to go back in. And then even after the expanders needing another surgery to take out the expander and put in the implant. So I think these are just really important conversations to have early on. So mentally you can prepare for what that recuperation period is going to look like. And your journey can change at different points.
1: You know, so for me, I had implants in, I met my husband, we got married, life was great. We moved from the U.K. to the U.S. My husband's American. We lived in the U.K. for a year, moved to America. And when I came here, I started to have some issues again. And I went to see um, an oncologist and a surgeon here. And they determined that they needed to go in, remove the implants, and there was tissue underneath the implants and it all needed to come out. So they had to take everything out. And they were concerned about cancer in that in that area for me. Because they kept saying, you're so young. You know, we can't believe that you're so young and that you're still here. And now you're having these issues. Surely there's cancer underneath those implants. So what I did at that time was I had my implants taken out. And I had a bilateral flap done. Now, for me, that was 14 hours of surgery that I don't think I would do again if I was in that situation again. And again, this is just my choice. This is just my journey. I would never tell somebody, don't do something, because you need to make the right choice for you and be happy in your choice. And the reason that I say that I wouldn't do that again is because of the complications that occurred for me. And to me, where I almost died twice as a result of that surgery. So things happened to me um, coming out of that surgery.
0: There are always risks associated with any surgery. What were some of the complications that you experienced?
1: Um, developed a blood clot on the left side through the night, had to go back to surgery. The main artery burst under my arm. They were running back to surgery with me, with the surgeon on the trolley with me on holding running and it was a, very much an emergency surgery and um it was uh seven hours on the next day after my 14 hours it was two three and a half hour surgeries back to back for me to come out of that and then I had kidney failure so my sweet husband who I just he can't even still can't even talk about it. it's this day it makes him cry <laughs> in how um, difficult that was where he kept asking the nurses at the time, you know, where's my wife, what's going on? And all that they could say was they're working on her. And this, you know, for him was the longest day of his life. And then um, when they finally let, they let him come into the recovery room, which they don't let um, spouses or partners or caregivers come into that room. And, A nurse said to another nurse, you don't realize what that man has been through today and what she has been through. We need to let him in. So they let him come in and there was tubes, you know, coming out of my mouth. I couldn't speak, you know, all this stuff. So it was very um, it was devastating to both of us. And then at the end of it, my left side didn't work. It failed. So I have a right reconstructed breast. And my left breast is actually a prosthesis because I at that point said, time out, (laughs) I'm done. I will choose to wear a prosthesis instead. So I have worn uh, an attachable contact form for 20 plus years. So my surgery actually was 25 years ago. My tram flap surgery was 25 years ago. And um, I've worn a contact form for just over 20 years. So, you know, there are, I don't want to scare people in that, you know, in this journey, you can come in and out of this journey. You can come in and out of the journey that you're on with breast cancer and not to scare you that you could have a recurrence, not to scare you, you know, that you may choose a different, you may have chosen not to do reconstruction after surgery and you may Then 10 years down the road, go, you know what? I'm tired of these prostheses. I want reconstruction. Mm -hmm. Um, And and that's fine. And make sure that you're choosing the right surgeon for you. Make sure you ask all the questions. What are the things that can go wrong? Now, at the time of my surgery, my tramp lap, I was 29. Never smoked in my life. uh, Didn't drink alcohol. I stopped drinking alcohol when I was diagnosed with breast cancer because of the effects of alcohol when you, you know, for cancer. And that's my own choosing. Um, And, you know, it, it I was a healthy person. The things that happened to me shouldn't have happened to me, but they did. And, um, you know, so make sure that you ask all the questions that you need to before you make the decisions and make sure that you're the person making the decisions, not your partner. Your spouse, you know, family member, it's your decision. It's your body and it's your decision. So make that right decision for you. So, so important.
0: important. So empowering. Can you define yeah. what the tram flap is?
1: Yes. <laughs> I think sometimes we use so, these
0: terms so interchangeably because we're in that world. Um, but yes. for people who are just yeah. listening and they're like boring. So, not so yes.
1: a, yeah, so a
0: tram flap
1: is um it's where they cut you from hip bone to hip bone. And then take an eye of tissue from hip bone to hip bone. And they take that tissue and they tunnel it up inside your body and pull it out through the opening of where a breast would be to make a breast mound. And so um, they take a piece of muscle with it so that they can take a blood supply to that tissue. And so they they sell it to you as they say, oh, it's a tummy tuck because you have this incredibly flat stomach afterwards. But it adds inches to your waist because of how they then pull that skin back down to close you up. So it does add inches to your waist. It does give you an incredibly flat stomach, and to this day, my stomach is quite flat, <laughs> even though I've gained weight other places. Sure. <laughs> my stomach's still quite flat. And then, um, and then the good things about you know a natural tissue reconstruction is that it does gain and lose weight with you like a natural breast would bear that in mind if you're doing that but a deep flap because you can do a deep flap as well and a deep flap is where they take the tissue off completely and then reattach okay. so the tram flap is where they tunnel it up oh. so um so there are you know there are so many different types of reconstruction out there where they use you know from your buttocks your upper thigh abdominal area they can do a lap dorsi which is where they take muscle and tissue from your back and then also add an implant so there's many different types of reconstruction and honestly it's um you know research everything Mm -hmm. make sure you're choosing the right reconstruction for you i know i know that here you know in america and you know probably other parts of the world too that when you're diagnosed you You go from diagnosis in to see a plastic surgeon, almost sometimes at the same appointment, you know, and um, I would just advise people to take enough time to make the right decision for you. Uh, You don't have to make a decision in 24 hours or a week or two weeks. Breast cancer is not going to travel through your body that quickly that you can't take a week, you know, so many days a week, to think about what's right for you, to make that right decision for you. And you can have your surgery and not have reconstruction and make that decision later. Um, It's, you know, it's, it's a very personal choice.
0: I couldn't agree more. And I really appreciate you outlining some of the reconstruction options that women can decide and really to understand the difference between the tram flap versus the deep flap and then all of the other opportunities people can use tissue to reconstruct their breast. But I want to circle back because we have been at surrounding Breast Cancer, such great partners and friends with our friends at Amona, where you currently work. Can you share with us more information about Amona and their product line telling us about prosthetics, breast forms. I mean, honestly, I don't even know where to begin. What type of questions should women be considering when they're on the market for a breast form or a prosthesis?
1: Amona is a post-breast surgery company. So I don't call her a mastectomy company. It's post-breast surgery. So that all the products we make are for women after any type of breast surgery. So be that a breast cancer surgery, whether they've had a lumpectomy or a mastectomy be it an augmentation or a reduction, um, you know, any type of breast surgery, we have products for that. Um, Amona has been in business for 46 years and started in Raubling, Germany, by an engineer um, student, a plastics engineer student. He made the first silicone breast form in his kitchen for an engineer project that he was working on. And um, anyway, Amona was born at that point. And so we are... a a big company. We're in 69 um, countries and subsidiaries, just a fantastic company. So a company that I knew when I was diagnosed with breast cancer, we had a Mona products at the hospital where I worked and uh, a company then that I knew when I moved to America, I managed a post-breast surgery business for a lady here in Salt Lake. And so I knew a Mona then I've known lots of breast care companies, but I particularly liked Amona products. And as a prosthetist, it was was about quality and innovation that I liked them. Mm -hmm. And then when I was approached by Amona and offered a position, I thought it was the greatest thing ever because um, to work for a company that, you know, thinks about a woman and about helping regain her confidence on her journey at any stage of her journey, Mm -hmm. whether, you know, what surgery she's choosing, whether she's choosing to be reconstructed or she's choosing to um, wear a prosthesis or she's choosing to be augmented or breast reduction or whatever, to support her, you know, and and have her regain her confidence. It's a a joy to work at a company that puts women first and, um, and makes these amazing products for these women.
0: I know we're recording this as an audio for the podcast, but is it possible for you to show or like describe some of these prosthetics? I'm just like really curious to learn more about them. The texture, are they heavy? How do they like adhere to the body?
1: Well, I'll show you first the form that I wear. So um, I've put a nipple on it. I don't wear nipples on my prosthesis, but nipple nipple prosthesis seem to be the most Whenever we do the young survival um, events, they always want these nipple prosthesis. So you can see that. So are
0: they uh, and just it's, it's, like adhesive?
1: Like nip- it's a nipple prosthesis. Okay. It's very, very thin around the edges, mm-hmm. you can see. <clears throat> and you can see light going through it. So what that does is it picks up the skin, the color of your skin underneath through it and the edges blend in. So you can put it on any um, breast form. I'll put it back on this breast form so you can see. And it comes in four colors and three sizes. Okay. So this might not be the color that you'd put on this particular one. You might choose a lighter one, but um, so it's um, and these are billable items. Insurance will cover these for ladies if they choose to put them. They can you can put on a reconstructed breast. You can put it on a breast form. Um, Yeah. Most ladies who are bilateral don't really want nipples because we're happy that, yippee! Right. (laughs) They don't have to show through everything. Exactly. Some people like that. So, um, but the prosthesis I wear is this particular one. Well, not this, you know, this is the style that I wear. Correct. The reason that I love this style is that Amona was the first company to make custom breast forms um, over 20 years ago. And the most common shape we made was this shape. So the most natural breast shape was that shape.
0: And, and I find why? that
1: true when I'm fitting ladies. Lots of ladies fit into this shape. And it's a standard silicone front, which I love, because I love standard silicone. It's most natural feeling to um, mm. a natural breast. And my other breast is a reconstructed breast that's soft like this. Okay. So I want to match that.
0: Exactly. And
1: a lightweight silicone is firmer, and so it feels a lot firmer to the touch. So it's really about what you're matching. So for me, this is why I like that. And then on the back side of this form, as you can see, see those little raised pearls? Yes. That's what allows the prosthesis to attach to the person. Okay. So it's an adhesive silicone. It's very calming to the skin. Something that's used in ostomy supplies. Um, so that attaches directly to the chest wall, and underneath that is a material called Comfort Plus. And what that does is it equalizes chest wall temperature and it draws the heat from your chest wall, locks it into the form and returns it to you. Mm. So I um, the, what I love about this form is that when I started wearing it, I had small children. Um, my children are now 24, 22 and 18. But at the time they were little and I'm you know running around and then traveling for work very busy, very active. So when I would bend and move around, if I wore a prosthesis in the pocket of the bra, I always felt it moving mm. and it irritated me because I, it irritated me and made me mad. I'm like, I don't need to be reminded that I don't have a breast on that side. Right. I want something that's attached to me and it feels like it's a part of me. So that's why I choose to wear the contact form, and then the weight is on the chest wall. You don't feel the weight on your shoulder. Okay, it's the healthiest form if you have lymphedema or potentially to suffer. You know the potential to suffer with lymphedema because that weight's on the chest wall. So that's the one that I choose to wear.
0: Yeah, I want to back up one second about like the shape and the form. So Mm -hmm. I didn't realize people could choose different shapes. Can you describe? Like oh yes, different types of shapes. So that one would be yeah, there, totally like triangle so that. Or? So this
1: is that's a, It's called the Luxor shape. So it's an asymmetric form, side specific. Okay. Um, most most people when they go in to be fit into a into a store will be fit in a triangle form.
0: Okay, and
1: that's because okay. it's very easy to fit with. Um, and so we do have forms that are about triangle shape. This one though has. So breasts come shallow, average, full. Okay. So when your breast is up into a bra, it will be shallow, average, or full. Now, this is a shallow one because there's no tissue here.
0: In the top top upper part.
1: All the tissue is here in the lower portion of the breast.
0: Okay.
1: So the upper quadrant has nothing. That's a shallow breast. So this is a shallow form for somebody like that. Now, this form here is an average fit form and it has more tissue up here than the one that I just showed you so that's an average form the one that I wear is a full form it has more tissue here and it's full through the form okay so there's three um, fittings shallow average or full and then breast forms come in a triangle shape as I just showed you asymmetrical shapes which this is size specific this tail goes to the right side Mm. so she's missing some tissue towards her underarm area this will help fill that in this is one that actually molds to the chest wall it has a material that molds to Mm. them Uh, and then um, we have a teardrop shape i put a nipple on this one as well okay so this is a teardrop shape that can be worn so if she has a long you know a long Mm. heavy breast she'd wear this like this Okay. Or if she has a full breast in the front, she'd wear it with the side going towards her underarm. Yeah. Um, let's see. So we have many, you know, many different shapes. That's actually really helpful. Um, yeah,
0: yeah I so had, for
1: different fits.
0: I had a full auxiliary node dissection. So underneath my arms, one, I do suffer from lymphedema. But then also I'm thinking as you're showing me these forms, like there is a little bit of an indent. Like how nice would it be yeah. to have a form that actually fills yes. in some of those pockets? Yeah,
1: yeah. It's really nice. And then we just launched something um, last year called an adapter form. I've already put this in here to show you, but let me show you on this one. On the back of this form, there's a little plug right here. And you would take this out. Okay. And then you would insert this cannula in. So I've already done it on this one right here. But if I'm, I'm going to try and see if you can see. But as I pump this form. You can see air starting to go in the back of the form. Now, if that was sitting next to a chest wall, what it would do is it would fill in where it's needed. So if a lady has a concave chest wall or an uneven chest wall, it will fill in that area. So it will give her a custom fit breast form.
0: Oh, that's unique
1: To her, but it's off the shelf. And then the front also um, expands as well. And the need for a form like this, because you might think, well, what's the point? You know, who needs something like that? Um, It's needed for, again, someone who has maybe an uneven chest wall. Maybe, um, you know, she's on treatment and she's gaining or losing weight. She's been fit in a breast form. COVID's hit and she's gained 20 pounds or 30 if you're me.
0: I'm Um, losing my (laughs) hand over here too. (laughs)
1: Um, You know, and you know, she maybe she can't afford to get a new breast form right. and her insurance will consider coverage in two years. So it's nice then that she can just expand it up a little bit mm-hmm. to make it a little bit bigger. Or maybe she doesn't feel, you know, healthy enough to go in for another breast form fit in. So she can adjust this breast form to fit her needs. But then also bras give different shapes and different fits when we put different bras on. Some bras give a more relaxed fit and some bras, if they're an underwire, will lift you. Mm -hmm. So your breast form then may not fit in every bra that you choose to wear. But if you have a form like this that adjusts, then you can adjust it and wear it in any bra that you want to. So it's really an incredible um, technology that I think is fantastic that we launched, um, Mm -hmm. you know, just last year.
0: So, I'm curious because I had a lumpectomy on one side, and now one side is a little bit smaller than my other breast. Do you have anything for those of us who um, aren't quite even?
1: So, we make partial prosthesis, and these are for ladies who've had maybe a lumpectomy, um, or maybe they've had reconstruction and it's been five years. And, you know, maybe their remaining breast has grown bigger. Mm-hmm. And their reconstructed side has stayed smaller. Maybe they've had an implant and they don't fill the front of a bra. So we have lots of different shapes um, and fittings and thicknesses, pieces that can be worn. You can see how thin these edges are. Mm-hmm. You can see through it. It takes the color of the skin of the person wearing it oh, and blends okay. those edges in. That's
0: and really And there's helpful little too. pieces
1: that, you know, help push up and... Just diff- lots of different things that we make for all sorts of all sorts of reasons and needs. <laughs>
0: and that's one thing I've noticed too, for those of us who have also had radiation, that even after a year after radiation, the radiated chest and breast actually changes as well. So very much so. Yeah. So yeah. that's great that you have you know kind of something for everyone depending on where they are. Yeah. What are some questions uh, women should ask when they're considering getting fitted for a breast form? Like, how do they even, I don't even know where to begin.
1: (laughs) Yes. So when you're looking for a location, you know, you want to ask them, look online, look online, first of all, at different products. You know, we as women, when we buy something like a washer and dryer, we're online and we research it and we know what washer and dryer we want before we've gone in to buy it. Right. But when it comes to buying a breast form, most women know nothing about it and they go into that store and they're at the mercy of the fitter. Go online, look at the different things that you want. Do you want Comfort Plus in your prosthesis? Do you want a prosthesis that attaches to you? Do you want an adjustable breast form? Do you want a custom made breast form? We make custom breast forms right now where people can choose different things that are put into a breast form for them. Um, you know, look at those things. And then when you phone to make an appointment, ask them, how long will the fit in take? Do you have the products in store or will you need to order them for me? If you found the product that you want online, like I would like a contact form. Do you carry Amona contact forms? Do you carry the Amona adapt air form if you want to have one that adjusts to you? Do you carry the Amona custom form? Do you have the ability to make an Amona custom form for me? Um, make sure that you ask those questions. Does my insurance cover this for me? Are you a provider for my insurance? Most insurances will consider coverage of a form every two years, two if you're bilateral, one if you're unilateral. Even if you've had reconstruction and you're not filling the front of the bra, your insurance will consider coverage for that. If you wear a prosthesis, whether it's a partial prosthesis or a full one, the insurance will consider coverage sometimes of three to six bras. You know, ask them, how many bras will my insurance consider coverage for? You know, find out those things before you walk in the door. And then when you're in there and you're being fit, um, you know, ask them if they're trying to sell you something That's not what you've asked for. If You said, I really would like an Amona custom form. And they go, well, we don't have the Amona custom form. We have this, you know, another company's custom form. You're well within your rights to say, you know, I don't think this is right for me. I need to find someone that will do this for me. Never be in a location that that you're not getting the best service for you. Know that you can always say No. And that you can always find something, you know, better for you. Now, saying that, most locations out there that carry our products, they are like your best friends when you go in. They will do the best for you. Um, They take you under their wing. They'll show you different things. They'll guide you and help you. But there are some locations that you really need to know what you would like. So those are the sorts of things that I would ask, you know, and can you swim in these? Can you exercise these or okay I'm gonna um, have the contact form on my insurance and I'm going to pay the upgrade for that but I also would like to have an adaptive form that adjusts to me because I'm gardening and I you know I want to wear that in the garden or I'm a runner and I want to wear the adapter while I'm running and I want to wear the contact form the rest of the time you know you're not stuck to just one prosthesis think about everything that you wear, Do you have only one of that? So think of something that you wear every day. Do you just have one of that item? You know, you and I are both wearing glasses. This is not the only pair of glasses (laughs) that I have. And I'm sure that's (laughs) not the only pair of glasses you have.
0: No, I've totally turned my glasses into like a new fun accessory. So absolutely. Totally. (laughs) totally. And then, you know, bras, we don't just have one bra. Mm
1: -hmm. You know, so we have lots of different things. So just because your insurance will only consider coverage of one breast form, you can buy another breast form. They're really yeah. not that expensive. Yes. When you add up what we spend money on daily, sure. You know, if if somebody's doing a Starbucks run every day, and they're paying five dollars a day,
0: yeah. five times
1: a week, it's twenty five dollars.
0: Exactly. And then you
1: look at that a month. That's hundred dollars a month that you're spending on Starbucks.
0: Oh my gosh! I totally fall into that category.
1: Three months of that, you've bought yourself a breast form. Mm-hmm. You know, it's you know look at look at things and know what's important for you, you know, what's important for you to feel healthy and to feel confident and to feel beautiful.
0: Absolutely. I think that's
1: very important. Yeah.
0: And you bring up a good, a, a good point too, with the insurance and covering every two years, <laughs> do you recommend that women change out their breast forms every couple of years or how long, like what's the yes. shelf life of it?
1: Yeah. Yeah. Our breast forms are warranted for two years as are most companies Um, and the life of of breast form, you know, we, the common complaint for us as a company is we make too high of a quality and our breast forms don't break down after two years, they do last a bit longer, but it's really important to go in and be checked and make sure that your fit is correct. You know, maybe you've had some weight changes. Maybe there's a new technology out there that you haven't seen since the last time, you know, we've launched in this last, you know, pandemic. So 2019, 2020, we've launched an adapter form and we've launched a custom form. That's two amazing technologies that were launched maybe since you've bought your last breast form. Sure. Maybe you've never heard of a contact form until today, until, you know, until I spoke about it. Exactly. So maybe that's something that you want to go in. So I would advise people to go in every six months to check their bra fitting because bras only last six months and they should be fit every six months and then you know have a breast form check every two years and see you know what's new what's available and always go on to the amona website see what's new look around on there and um, we have lots of amazing information that you can look to see you know what would be right for you
0: absolutely and
1: different partnerships that we have as well we partner with different Companies such as yours, you know, and to help in in various ways. So yes, it's so important to see for. those things.
0: Absolutely. Yeah. No, we
1: love that we can support your
0: foundation. You You
1: know, we love to do things like that. We love to give back. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, Super.
0: Well, thank you so much, Andrea. This has been so educational and helpful. I appreciate you sharing your story. I appreciate you being on our podcast and coming back and returning to continue to educate us on all of these amazing topics. And again, a huge shout out and thank you to our sponsors of Mona. And thank you all for listening and tuning in week after week here on Breast Cancer Conversations. Please be mindful that all of our content and information is for educational purposes only and is never a substitute for medical advice. If you want to hang out, again, please check out survivingbreastcancer.org forward slash events where you can RSVP to our Thursday Night Thrivers weekly meetup, our Movement Monday classes, workshops, seminars, and so much more. We can also continue the dialogue online via social media. Our Instagram handle is survivingbreastcancer.org, all one word, and you can follow us on Twitter at SBC underscore ORG. Until next time, keep on thriving.